0: Hey there, welcome to the Book of Medora podcast. I'm your host, Crystal, and with me is Monica. Hello. And Cameron. Hello. We're here to discuss the hottest new trailer from E3. That's right, Elden Ring. Yeah! Uh, It'd be this so This ring cool. is the best ring ever. When I think about this ring, I literally
1: orgasm. But somebody broke it. Somebody broke it and we can't see it.
2: Wait, wait, which one's Elden Ring again?
1: George Martin wrote Dark Souls.
2: Okay.
0: I, you know, I've been playing Sekiro and, uh, I, I was surprised how many of the themes tie back into Dark Souls in that game. The Elden Ring is just, it, it is Dark Souls. Yeah, it seems like. Like, what if
1: someone extinguished the fire? Yeah, that, that's, it, it it seems like they're kind of revealing how close to certain themes they like to play. Yes. Like, with Bloodborne, everybody was. Missing it a little bit, because it was mostly about death, but obfuscated in a way that so few people understood it. And then Sekiro came along and was like, hmm. And then Elden Ring came along and was like, hmm. What a good trailer, though. It's a, good narration, good I music. I like the shape of that guy's back.
0: Yeah.
2: I have c- completely forgotten all details. Yeah. I remember it now that you mentioned Martin's involved, but I could not recount a single visual from that.
0: It was like Base- a- It's based on uh, Norse mythology. Is it though? Perhaps based on the classic opera, The Ring of
1: Nibelung? Maybe. I was expecting that trailer to be like, ah, the broken ring is the stars in the sky. And I was like, oh, that's cool. It's Halo. It's It's Halo. Halo. (laughs) Master Chief. (laughs) It's Master Chief who broke it.
2: I do remember the Halo trailer.
1: Master Chief has an amazing back. I love that Master Chief's been floating out in space for like years and he's found by this guy and he's like situation report and the guy's like I'm sorry. He's like situation report. He's like we don't we don't really do that any right now. We're, it's not really a thing. We we lost chief and chief's like I'm going to shoot some people and the guy's like please do, please don't. Now are you aware of the status quo established at the end of
0: Halo 5? I no. most certainly am not. Okay, I mean spoilers for Halo Five, so I'm not bleeping this one. Uh Cortana. Uh in Halo Four, Cortana uh died. Right. But don't worry because she she just got absorbed into the domain, which is like the the for, the for no not even forerunner, the precursor, like neural physics computer that's just part of the fabric of the universe or whatever. Anyway, and now she's she, in your
2: Windows computer.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so she's like i'm going to use the domain i'm going to be the new forerunners and the the created are going to be the are going to take the mantle of responsibility of the universe the created being uh, ai's and robots oh of course so at the end of the game cortana turns evil and she's like now i'm going to use the guardians to uh, emp
1: all the planets so that the robots can rule. Oh. Why would you EMP all the planets and expect the robots to come out of that better? Uh, don't worry about it. Oh, okay. So yeah, but I mean, Chief was
0: fine at the end of that trailer. He, he met up with the Arbiter and Halsey on a Helios. Yeah, all right. Sure. What's Sankhelios? The... Well, the elites' their proper name is the Sangheili, so oh. that's their
1: homeworld. Oh, okay.
0: I like the elites; they're cool.
1: Yeah, the arbiter's name is of course Thelvadam. The elites are very good sorts of um. Oh shit! Hold on. What's the name? What's the name of Worf's people in Star Trek? Klingons. Yes, the Klingons. The, the elites are very good Klingons.
0: Yeah, it was cool in Halo Two when they were like, "We're gonna get into the politics of the aliens." Did and that
2: go anywhere?
0: Yeah, they it, got a civil war. Yeah, they got Continued a civil into war. into Halo Three. Oh,
2: okay,
1: they cool. went up against the huge ape-like people whose name translated into English as brutes. As if, as if any people will describe themselves as brutes. The Jiralhanae. How do you know these off the top of your head? I like Halo. That's cool. Liking Halo is still cool. I think it's cooler now than it used to be because Halo itself is less cool. Halo got bad. Did it? Yeah. I haven't played it since Reach, but
0: I loved Reach. Reach is a great game. You're better off stopping there.
1: Oh, shit. I don't like hearing that one. Okay. Yeah, one, two, three, and Reach. Those were all pretty solid. Two pissed me off. Uh, 3 wasn't a great end to that story, but Reach was an amazing prequel.
2: This was all that showed at E3.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, Nintendo fans really love Nessa, the new water gym leader in Pokemon Sword and Shield. Okay. Uh, continuing Nintendo's
0: trend of highly sexualized black women.
1: Yes. Huh. Yes, that's true.
2: There are black people in Animal Crossing now.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That is definitely a positive change for the series.
2: And you can customize your appearance whenever you like and wear whatever kind of clothes and hair.
1: Yes, all features and clothing are, now, are no longer gender-locked, so you can present however you like whenever you want.
2: For, frankly, announced- I feel like it'd be easier to set up than the other way.
1: Yes. You, so- were, you were saying, Crystal? They announced the hero for Smash. They sure did. Uh-huh. The hero... Of Dragon Quests 3, 4, 8, and 11. I was excited for that announcement. It was quite exciting. As major third-party franchises that honestly deserve Smash Rep go, Dragon Quest is really high up there. Crystal, have you seen any of the Japanese streamer reactions to the Dragon Quest announcement? I have not. Oh, I'm going to go ahead and link you to that, and you can watch out later.
2: The reaction was very, very high.
1: Big, large, positive. Hey, they announced a new of- Zelda game. Oh, what? Well, well after they announced ban- Banjo. I don't care about Banjo. <laughs> Gasp.
0: You- banjo, banjo is like my fucking Fire Emblem
1: guy. Oh, really? Ooh. Yeah. Okay, we should move on to Zelda because I don't want any of the listeners to get mad at you. <laughs> I respect that, though, and I do want to hear about this after we stop recording. Now, you have linked me to an
0: article from Kotaku.com saying, Breath of the Wild sequel producer won't say if you can play as Zelda. And I shall remind <laughs> you and the listeners that he was also like, maybe Link is a girl uh, a couple years ago.
2: I think he did a, how do you know it's actually Link? Which, yeah. which is really funny because... Breath of the Wild is one of the definitive ones where you are named Link. You can't change your name.
1: (laughs) Alnima has a thing for cagey answers that leave ambiguity that age really badly, depending on how an honest answer to that question would have turned out.
0: I cannot believe people are lining up for this particular football again.
1: Before we talk about how folks are Charlie Browning themselves... Crystal, can you talk about the announcement for this brand new Zelda title?
0: Yeah, it was at the end of the Nintendo Direct. It began with some, like, spooky, discordant music over an image of some mysterious green runes and mysterious purple goo at the bottom of a great dungeon. And then you see Link and Zelda. They're in the dungeon, and Zelda's got the short hair cut. Which means she's totally playable, right? No, she's not. Please, guys. Please.
2: I want to believe.
0: And the music just gets creepier and weirder and more discordant. And then it swells as they find the corpse of what appears to be Ganondorf at the very bottom of the
1: dungeon. And the malice is emanating out from his heart. Which is being held down, clutched in place by a disembodied blue arm that seems to be connected to the floating green script. Yes. It looked like the... Am I misremembering? Was the script floating down into or it was out? floating of? up. Oh, it was floating up out of the arm. Mm-hmm. That's very interesting.
2: We're going to go frame by frame in a moment, so...
1: Yeah, we could we just finish going through on this. Sorry, Crystal, you go ahead. And then the it cuts back up to
0: a wide view of Hyrule... After Ganon awakens, apparently, staring his glowing red eyes at the screen. And Hyrule Castle appears to be rising out of the ground.
2: Dun, the, da, da.
1: the sequel to The Legend of Zelda, Breath of the Wild, is now in development. This when did is you... the yes, first uh, direct
0: sequel to a Zelda game set in Hyrule since Zelda 2, The Adventure of Link. You're not
1: wrong.
2: Yeah. When did you realize it was Zelda, Crystal?
1: When I saw a little bit of that, those blue clothes. Yeah. Yeah, that's about the same instant that I realized it. Like, before that, I had frozen up on the idea that it might be. But I wasn't sure until I saw Zelda sitting on the back of that big yak. But, Monica.
2: For me, it was the torch. That's a Zelda-ass torch.
1: That is just the Breath of the Wild torch. At first, I thought it was Shin Megami Tensei V. That would be very good. One of our favorite streamers, um, just based on the framing of it and how spooky the beginning of the video was, thought that it might be eternal darkness. That was funny. It was funny. Ooh. There's a lot in this trailer for as short as it is and how disconnected the images are.
2: Yeah. Shall we go... Actually, do we want to go frame by frame? Do we want to talk about it at a larger
0: scope? Hmm. Let's go frame by frame. Sure. Yeah, all right. Now on YouTube, I believe you can go frame by frame by pressing the comma and period keys.
1: Yes, we may not need to go literally frame by frame, <laughs> but shot by shot at the least.
2: At the start of the green text, I my brain, because I wanted to logic and figure out what it was, I really tried to see a Metroid. Or the insides of a Metroid.
1: I'm going to be real with y'all right now. I'm going to be extremely real and vulnerable about how my brain works. And that when the camera first fades in and the shot is still really out of focus and all you see is bright green lights swimming on this faded, dark background, I thought, is that electroplankton? (laughs) Wow. Yeah.
2: I can't beat that. So, the running theory out there right now is that this is grudo script
0: yes the runes that the trailer opens on that are like being made out of light it's a little bit difficult
1: to tell especially in still images because the shape of the script which are clearly runes of some kind change and shift like living things like smoke as they move through the air so if they do say anything, what they say might be changing from moment to moment. But the general shape is very much like the Gerudo script that has existed for quite a while in the series.
2: It does look like the Gerudo brush script but of Twilight Princess. But even in that game, there were several different versions, if you recall. Yes. In the uh, Arbiter's Grounds, there was like a relatively younger looking slightly more solid looking script and then there was the really crazy scratched out brush script
1: that's the stuff that was used to seal death sword right
2: yeah and i i've only been able to find like one version of the Grudo script and i'm like that can't be all of it and it didn't seem to line up with the text going on in in this trailer not perfectly
1: It's been suggested by one of the listeners to the podcast, one Vario64. They they were actually the one who pointed out to me that that script is Gerudo's script, which very much changes how I see that particular sequence. What a
2: thought. What
1: A, a thought. A
2: Gerudo spell being used to imprison a Gerudo king.
1: Assuming that this is Ganondorf, but we'll get to why it's almost definitely Ganondorf in just yeah. a minute. Well, there's there's actually a lot of question in the fandom right now. Is that Ganondorf? But it is Ganondorf.
2: I feel like that's yeah. like the only, yeah.
1: I, I wouldn't think there's too much room for debate on that.
2: That's like a definitive part to us, at least.
1: One really interesting thing about this sequence to me is that it does not contain any of what you would call Sheikah imagery. Mm-hmm. Almost everything in Breath of the Wild when it dealt with things that were ancient was either made up of malice or made up of Sheikah technology, one or the other.
2: There's an exception to that.
1: Well, yes, but we'll get to that in just a minute. The thing about this sequence is that it has some very specific counterexamples to the regular motifs presented to us in Breath of the Wild.
2: There's no glowing orange or bluish-
1: Yes. Something in here suggests that what's going on down in here is actually much older than the Sheikah technology with which we are made familiar by the Guardians. But there's actually three distinct visual styles at work in this one shot. The script? The script, the floating Gerudo script being used as a seal, much like it was in Twilight Princess, is one part. It's representative of the Gerudo's work in sealing this character, probably Ganondorf. There is the arm floating above Ganondorf's heart, like the sword thrust into the breast of Grendel's mother.
2: We haven't gotten to the sword yet. Let's go for it in the video.
1: Oh. Well, I mean, it's it's right there in the shot. You can see it. Okay. The shot at 11 seconds, you mean? Yes, 11 to 12 seconds. It's a little unclear there, but you can see a little bit more of the chamber itself, which is full of, like, would you call those stalactites? I don't remember which is which. I don't either. but <laughs> They're lo- going
2: sideways, so but they're not stalactites or stalagmites. It's
1: like a... Okay, so it's taking place inside of a dome. And there are stone spikes sticking out of the dome, jutting towards the center of it, pointing at the figure who is there bound. And above this, there is what looks like the beginning of an actual stalactite. I think it's C for, stealing, for ceiling. And... It looks in some ways similar to the Chamber of Resurrection that Link gets out of in Breath of the Wild with two key differences. One, there's no technology here. The entire structure is lined with what appears to be bone.
2: Do you think that's bone?
1: I said appears to be. Those look sort of like vertebrae to me.
2: It kind of does. It kind of looks like guardian legs to me, too.
1: Regardless, it is not living in any way and there's no energy running through it Mm -hmm. this gives a very real sense of age but not of hidden vitality this isn't a place of healing it is a prison
2: yeah the the pointy rocks also have like intentional drawn swirls on them and i like to think that it was magically pointed
1: sure (laughs) it sort of calls to mind the architecture of a different part of Breath of the Wild, which is the temple of courage.
2: Which one's that?
1: The one that worshiped the dragon. Oh Near the spring of power yeah. mm. What I'm suggesting is that in this sequence we have the magic script of the Gerudo and what appears to be what we've called Zonai architecture. Yeah The third element is the arm itself, but that's more difficult for me to describe here this wide shot at the 11 to 12 second range makes it very clear, though, that the purple fluid is not just smoke or even really just fluid. That's malice.
2: And it's streaming from the body, okay?
1: Which is. Yes, it appears to be emanating out from it. Yeah. Which is a rather terrifying idea because in Breath of the Wild, the calamity, Ganon, ...is the source of the malice, the embodiment of it. And when Ganon is destroyed, the malice is supposed to be gone. And now we come down here and we see a mummified corpse... ...where malice is pouring out of its chest. Initially, I thought this was the very same
0: corpse that you fought... ...as the boss, Calamity Ganon. But upon closer inspection, it is different.
2: There's a slight resemblance. He's got a beard... (laughs) Does he? Does he got a beard?
1: He does not. He does
2: not have a beard? No. Oh, okay.
1: He does have wild red hair.
2: Yeah, that's true.
1: But Though we can't see that just yet. What made you notice the similarities to the Calamity, Crystal? The red hair, the, like, mummified face, the glowing red eyes. Mm. The mummified body is interesting because it draws an instant comparison to the Sheikah monks from throughout Breath of the Wild. Yeah. It is... So similar in its appearance that at first I did not want to jump to conclusions about this being Ganondorf because it looks so similar to those monks. It wasn't until I saw that hair, those fangs, we'll get to that in a minute. Yeah. Yeah, I think
0: the the fact that this is not the body of the Calamity is actually a supportive of the argument that this is not Ganondorf. How do you mean? Because why would there be two Ganon bodies? What? I mean, there's reasons there could be, but it's not the simplest explanation. That's I true. I think
2: it's... This trailer really points out that Rome did a big fucky-wucky. A bigger fucky-wucky than we thought. Because what was lost wasn't just knowledge of how to seal the Calamity. It was that the... The
1: true danger. Yeah,
2: the true issue was deeper and and older... Than, than anyone had known.
1: We'll get to that in a minute. Yeah? Yeah.
2: Well, well the fact that the malice is still emanating out here.
1: Okay. So we can draw a lot of conclusions from the fact that the malice is still emanating out of it. But not necessarily, I think. The, the, ru- the green runes are emanating out of the
0: arm that is holding on to Ganon's heart. And sort of forming a spiral around... A, a pillar of malice that is going up into a, like, mound on the ceiling that is reminiscent of the Chamber of Resurrection.
1: Except that it seems to be lined with either bones or guardian legs. Yes.
2: Um, what was I gonna say? Oh, and on the walls, we're not sure if this is directly...
1: We we haven't gotten to that yet in the conversation. Okay. okay. The, um, one one other thing that strikes me about the trailer, based on what we're able to see in it in those first 12 seconds. Um, Just the fact that the Malice is also down here, it does create this possibility that there are two fonts or even possible... It creates this possibility space where the Calamity didn't create the Malice, it fed on it. And what we see here is another body that's possibly feeding on the Malice.
2: Yeah, the way I thought of it was like the this body is generating the malice and it slowly dripped out or seeped out from its prison.
1: That's also- And
2: eventually pulled into a giant. Why are you making a face? Oh, that
1: was going to be the cool thing that we got to once it does the-
2: Oh. Well, sorry. And it's fine. Pulled into the calamity. <laughs> Do you want to cut this part out?
1: No, it's fine. I'll leave it in.
2: We all have different ideas of when to say what. I know. Um,
1: We got another shot immediately after this one of a torch, assumedly being held by the Princess Zelda, examining paintings on the cave wall. It does need to be said that this chamber seems to be deep beneath Hyrule Castle, Or if not at this point in the trailer beneath Hyrule Castle necessarily, then deep beneath some goddamn where.
2: I think there's a little bit of misdirection going on in this trailer. How do you mean? A little bit of cutting back and forth. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because, you know, we see the body and so on. But then later on, they were a little bit more outside of this area and so on.
1: Crystal, how would you describe the mural that's painted on the wall?
2: About 15 seconds in.
0: So there are several figures riding on horses, holding spears as if charging into battle. The largest and most prominent one looks an awful lot like Ganondorf from Twilight Princess. Wielding a trident, no less. Yes. And wearing full battle armor. Yeah, behind him is a guy with a bow. I can't really tell too much from his armor. YouTube video uh, encoding if- is killing me. Yeah, the front in front of Ganon is someone wearing like a Spartan helmet. Kind of, it looks like.
2: When I saw it briefly, it looked like a guardian, but maybe I'm. It's kind of blurry, so I can't really tell.
0: It's hard to tell some of these periphery figures, but the central one—the one you see clearly—very reminiscent of Twilight Princess
1: Ganondorf. It looks like the G-Man.
2: Who else has a trident in this series? Not many
1: people use tridents in this series, it's true. It's sort of become the de facto symbol of Ganondorf.
2: Mipha. Mipha uses a trident. That's true. But this is not Mifa. It's
1: probably not Mifa.
2: <laughs> and he- here's an overhead shot of both the malice and the the spell.
1: The spell weaves a spiral acting as the foreground of the image while the spiderweb flow of the malice along the floor beneath it acts as the background. It's a very pretty effect.
2: And it's a raised ground, too, which is splintered. It's really nice looking.
1: And at the very heart of it is the bright white-blue arm clutching onto the mummified figure's chest. It's, It's really spooky looking here, actually. And this is where the weird distortion of the music gets a lot more pronounced. Does
2: this sound, like, a lot of people think immediately to Twilight Princess when they hear this sound. Did either of you think of that?
1: It didn't remind me of that. No, nor I. Nor I. (laughs) It didn't sound like music from anywhere in the Breath of the Wild, sorry, in the Zelda series, to me. Not immediately. Like, the part with the choir singing in a strange, distorted way, possibly reversed in some parts, it didn't sound like anything in particular.
2: Yeah, yeah. I just thought, you know, sort of the Sheikah or ancient sounds have a similar sort of jarring, broken up quality to it.
1: I would say no, actually. Like, everything that has to do with the Sheikah musically is very soothing.
2: Soothing, yes, but there's like little fragments of... of...
1: There's like, uh, what do you call them? Mm, electronic music makers. They used it for the entire soundtrack of Alien. There was that really good Metroid fan album that recomposed the entire thing? Wobble. <laughs> yes, the Synth- wobbles. Synth. Yes, synthesizers. Okay. There's this synthesized quality to a lot of Sheikah music in Breath of the Wild, but that's not what we're getting here. We're getting distortion of human voices. Yeah. Do you see anything in particular in that shot outside of it just being pretty and vaguely unsettling, Crystal? Hmm.
0: I don't think there's any new information here than in the previous shot.
1: All right. How about the next one?
0: Oh, next one you can see Zelda riding an ox. It is a big <laughs> ox.
2: They tamed an ox.
0: You can see some more of the architecture of this place. You got like uh, both round and square spirals going on on the wall behind her.
2: Yeah,
1: I cannot rec- recall if that's reminiscent of Zonai architecture from the game itself. Did the Zonai have spirals? I don't think so.
2: Not really spirals, but giant blocks of rock. No, they they did have like did the,
0: sp- a spiral that kind of looked like the Deku one, didn't they?
2: They had sort of a squarish spiral, I think.
0: Yeah. Yeah, there's a squarish spiral here. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
2: But I think it was resting on its side instead of pointed like a diamond, but... Ooh, thank you, Crystal. Ooh. Yes, actually,
1: there are quite a few spirals on the outside yeah. of the labyrinths.
2: Thank you, Crystal. It's definitively... It is
1: Zonai. Let's just say it's Zonai.
2: It's Zonai!
1: Yeah. This we were is, dancing around this. This is definitely a Zonai chamber.
2: Um, I also like that there's luminous crystals here. <laughs>
1: Yes, these are definitely, uh, the lighting in this place, since it's deep underground, is provided by the luminous crystals that you collected throughout Breath of the Wild, just growing naturally, uh, which is a very good and convenient way for this place not to be as dark as it should be.
2: There is also a rat in the foreground, and... We We got rats! (laughs) We got rats! We were just talking the other day about no rats or, you know, mosquitoes in Breath of the Wild, but here's a rat. Here's a rat. Um... I really like how loaded the ox is with their traveling gear.
1: The two of you might notice that the largest single thing that the ox is carrying is actually a collection of firewood on its back. It seems like Link and Zelda, who are plainly visible in this shot, Link is leading the ox while Zelda rides it. Uh, They have clearly packed for a very long sojourn into an environment where they may not be able to resupply in any meaningful way.
2: I'd like to think that this is what they're using to travel around Hyrule, too.
1: Well, sure, but you could tell they loaded up before they came down
2: Yeah, here. there's, like, a bundle of cloth, I assume, for, like, pitching a tent or sleeping, some rope.
1: There's a bunch of actual adventuring supplies, yeah. and they look like they're actually traveling.
2: That's That's something.
1: That's unusual for a Zelda game.
2: Are there three torches in this picture?
1: There are. Zelda is holding one torch. Link is holding one torch, and one torch is situated on the harness of the big ox. Good going. So this is definitely Zonai architecture that they're passing by, which means that the place where the mummified body is being held is most likely also Zonai in origin.
2: There really wasn't anything. Like, this must be either very underneath the castle, which only came to light after it got shook through the battle. Right. Or this is some undiscovered labyrinth.
1: Yes. It gives the sense, since there's no sign of Sheikah technology here, it gives the sense that it is geologic, like a whole geological stratum more ancient than what we're used to experiencing in Breath of the Wild, which is saying something because you were dealing with old shit in Breath of the Wild. That rat really scampers out of frame aggressively. Rat does not want to be here. No, it does not. (laughs) Next frame. What's our next shot here, Crystal? You see
0: a close-up shot from behind Link and Zelda in their champion outfits, getting a pretty close look at Ganondorf and the arm and the malice. We as the audience, this is our first, uh, well, not, not the clearest, but the clearer than the last shot we had of this figure in the center of the chamber. It's wearing sandals and kind of a, almost like a Greek-style robe that's covering its uh, its crotch, but not its chest. Lower, so body. Lower body. Male figure.
1: There's actually a ton of information oh, yeah. in this one shot that fired my imagination really hard. Um, I think that this shot more than many... Okay, we're going to talk about the football here a little bit. Football? Yeah, the football that you're expecting to get pulled away. Oh. Because... In this shot, we're going to talk about Zelda first. This is the first shot where we get a really clear look at the fact that Zelda's hair is now really short. It's actually shorter than Link's is by about half. Yes. And not just that, she's actually wearing not just her traveling outfit from Breath of the Wild, but a full-blown feminine coded version of the outfit that Link is wearing, including a differently designed version of the Hylian hood from Breath of the Wild.
2: It's got a nice little hood. It's so it's so cute.
1: It's really well designed, but I think that this shot right here is one of the reasons that people think that Zelda might have more to do in the game because, you know, shorter hair means it's easier to animate the physics for action sequences.
2: When I saw her with short hair, I actually, for a minute, went, oh, this is a different Zelda.
1: Yeah. Monica's thing where she identifies people according to their hair is really powerful.
2: Yeah. I was like, is this like the first, like not the first, but is this the 10,000 years back Zelda and Link?
1: Oh, like the possibility that we're seeing what's happening before the calamity itself.
2: Yeah. I thought this was going to be a prequel of some sort. Just not the prequel that people thought of 100 years ago, the one of 10,000 years.
1: Crystal, what do you want to say about the football? Zelda is not going to be playable and people need to accept that right now fair. So they don't get hurt again. Again. Alnima is being cagey in the way that he's framing this. Um, I think that it's mostly because he should be going, I literally don't share information about these games, except when it's part of the advertising cycle. That should be his answer. But he's being cagey about it in the way that creates this sense of ambiguity where it's like, ah, maybe she is playable. We need either a yes or no answer here.
2: It gets people's hopes up because we assume that by the time the whole it might not be Link thing happened, it was people were too. It was too late in development. Yes. Whereas they've had a whole game to mull on how everybody wanted a female Link.
1: I have gone on record on this podcast saying that I imagined that the Zelda game that came after Breath of the Wild would allow for a female playable character, one way or the other.
2: We did not conceive of it being a Breath of the Wild, though.
1: I did not. I did not conceive of it being a direct sequel, and if I had, I wouldn't have said what I did.
2: Uh, going to the Link side of this frame, though, he's wearing—he's now wearing chainmail and padded, padded armor he's, under his tunic.
1: Yeah, he's definitely got a doublet on. They've changed up the appearance of his champion's tunic here, which is really interesting to me. He's got pauldrons on his shoulders. He's got chainmail underneath the tunic. He's got that thick doublet for protection to separate his skin from the chainmail. He's got heavier gauntlets. Uh, he's got the breastplate, uh, leather breastplate on the front that was actually featured in the Hylian tunic in Breath of the Wild. So they've combined the appearance of the Hylian tunic over the champion's tunic.
2: I really like the thought of like Zelda coming back and then going, Link... <laughs> You better armor yourself. You're not going to die again.
1: I cannot imagine that she would ever say that to him after what he just did. I can That's That's ridiculous.
2: Well, why is he wearing more armor now?
1: I think, for strict, strictly speaking, I guess you could say in canon it's for practical reasons. Like he's saying, this this tunic by itself is not enough. Also, it itches. <laughs> he,
2: he has the master sword.
1: He has the fucking master sword. What do you make of that, Crystal? Yeah, well, wouldn't he- <laughs> well, here here's one of the interesting things about Breath of the Wild. Canonically, you don't have to finish the game with the Master Sword. Yeah, but you do. In fact, um this is one of the only canonical versions of Ganon in Breath of the Wild who can be defeated without the use of the Master Sword in one way or the other.
2: Canonical Ganons in Zelda.
1: Yeah, canonical Ganons in Zelda being defeated without the Master Sword. Pretty unusual, but the Calamity is one of those instances. And more, Breath of the Wild doesn't have a strict canon for how you move through it. There's many ways to tell that story. This sequel seems to be condensing those possibilities down into one. You did get the Master Sword.
2: Well, they could have traveled to the forest together and then reclaimed the the Master Sword together.
1: Yeah, okay, that's also true. That's a possibility.
2: I'm sure it will totally be unexplained and leave it open for interpretation.
1: Sure, but the real thing about this is that Link is starting the game with the Master Sword. Is that a first for this series? Hmm, I believe so. Yeah. Unless you consider the magic sword to be the Master Sword. Hmm, maybe. Um. One thing that jumps out at me about this sequence is that Link starting with the Master Sword implies interesting things about the potential progression of how the weapon system in this game could work. Because in Breath of the Wild, the way that weapon progression worked is that you would get stronger and stronger weapons and spend them like ammunition over the course of the game. And the Master Sword would be off to the side, allowing you to address certain problems in a way that would circumvent the normal weapon economy. But if Link starts the game with the Master Sword, then it's very possible that the way the weapon economy in this game works could be very different or there may not be weapon degradation at all you know it's gonna happen oh yeah, Monica, yeah go ahead yeah no go ahead no you go ahead
0: at the beginning of the game they're gonna find Gandorf. he's gonna wake up he's gonna grab the master sword and <laughs> shatter it
2: <laughs> he can't touch the thing
0: at uh, this version of him probably could Zelda's gonna know. be like that's not possible and again, it would be, darling, you have no idea what's possible. <laughs> oh.
2: I I think that the Master Sword being present, and its Breath of the Wild occurred, So, and Link is at a stronger power, so it's probably at whatever Trial of the Sword upgraded strength.
1: Also, it wakes up to malice, and there's yeah. a lot of malice in here.
2: Right. It means to me that there's going to be a different thing to upgrade, which... I guess we'll see shortly and that the sword may not be that it'll be important but it won't be the thing that changes over time.
1: It makes me really curious about what the progression in this game will look like though not just for the weapons but also for the armor because you start out with what was in many ways the best weapon and the best armor in Breath of the Wild so where do we go from here? It's one shot that makes me wonder what the new costumes in this game are going to look like, whether or not there's actually going to be armor progression like there was before. What do the RPG systems fold out as? That you're starting at your place of power from the end of Breath of the Wild as the strongest and most dangerous version of Link from throughout the series is just so fascinating to me.
2: To me, this is the biggest football.
1: (laughs) This is the football?
2: Yes, Link has the master sword, therefore you must play as Zelda and have weapon progression.
1: Oh, okay. What do you make of that crystal? Yeah, what if Link fucking dies? <laughs> you know what? I'm actually going to get into that in the last part of this video. We're we're going to end up discussing what we expect and then we'll d- end up discussing what we hope for.
2: But what if Link gets like captured?
1: I sincerely fucking doubt that's going or to Or
2: disabled. Happen.
1: Cameron, you once called
0: the moment in Thor 3 when Hela breaks Mjolnir the greatest single shot in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Did I say that? You said something like that. (laughs) Yeah, okay. Good going, me. Just with how it immediately reframes everything you thought you knew about Thor.
1: Yeah, it, it really did. It did it super fast, and then it changed the stakes of the entire story. Oh, it's so good. It's so good, Crystal. Crystal,
2: do you mean that you want the Master Sword to be shattered?
1: Yeah, break it. (laughs) Oh,
2: God. No, Fee! One
1: other thing that we see going on in this shot that we've left out is that previously, in prior shots, the malice was crawling along the floor. But in this one, it is rising straight up out of the figure's chest, past the arm, up through the swirl, of the magic runes and toward the ceiling.
2: These kids can see the malice. And they They are, have
1: experience.
2: They are less than 20 meters away.
1: One of them has a lot of experience. The other one has a ton of experience.
2: Why are they so close?
1: Well, I mean, Link is right there. I guess. There is no one in creation more qualified for this investigation. He
2: hasn't unsheathed his sword yet.
1: He he's does holding it really a
2: torch.
0: Bad. Is Link left handed in this? He's holding the torch with his left hand, presumably, so he can draw his sword with his right.
2: Yeah, I think he's right handed.
1: That would make sense. Let me go back to the previous shot, real quick.
2: I would continue holding the torch with my left to access. Oh, he's okay, in
1: his- the previous shot, Link is holding the torch with his right hand. So, Crystal, I think you're right, and so are you, Monica, in that he's most likely holding the torch in his left here to free up his sword hand. Mm mm-hmm. hmm. Hmm. He is prepared to defend both of them. But I think the fact that the malice is rising here is an important detail to take notice of. Because it means that whatever barrier is placed on this corpse is waning from shot to shot in this trailer. Whatever is spewing forth malice is growing stronger. X shot. I really like the shot that comes after of Link tending to their camping supplies while Zelda has a drink from a stream of water.
2: And this has to be a lot earlier in the trip. (laughs) It is not after they see Ganon.
1: No, definitely not. It's not a chronologically cut trailer. Um,
2: Here is a Zonai pillar.
1: Oh, I guess it kind of is, but it's hard to tell.
2: Yeah, but there's like carvings on it and no other... uh, group of people in Hyrule do that.
1: Oh, okay. At least not in Breath of the Wild, Hyrule. Yeah. There's actually not a ton of information to be gleaned here, except that the torches are being placed on the big ox, and the big ox is having a big drinky drink. I really like this ox. I hope it makes it out of this scene okay.
2: Zelda's drinking down ripper from the ox.
1: It's on the ox spit. <laughs> it's fine. Okay. It's fine. Don't worry about it. There's nothing, Do you see anything in this shot that's really worth commenting on, Crystal? Uh, Monica mentioned the, the likely Zonai Pillar. Yeah. Yes.
0: This also just communicates that they've been on this trip for some time. It, it takes does. a while to get down to where
1: Ganondorf is. They've managed to communicate a lot of time spent in very small number of shots here.
2: Man, I don't know if I would be able to go cave splunking for... More than an hour.
1: Well, I mean, one of them is Link, and the other one fought the Calamity for a hundred years. So I think they're probably not scared of caves.
2: Yeah, I'm not even claustrophobic, but...
1: You're also not Link and Zelda.
2: Right. But I mean, if I can't see the sky... Yeah.
1: The... Don't tell me you don't see it. The sky, it burns. What is that a reference to? Oh, Elden Ring. Oh, okay. <laughs> Give me a second. I need to turn on a lamp here, because it's getting dark in here. I forgot that after about 10 o'clock, it actually gets dark in Toronto now.
2: Summers. Next hmm.
1: shot is a little mouse on on the
0: little staircase. It's such a cute mousy. But it gets swallowed by the malice.
1: Do you know what this whole sequence makes me think of? Especially the shot of them by the river. It makes me think of them traveling through the underworld. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's that sense that they've been traveling underground for days and days and days as part of an interconnected vast cave system, and that reads to me very much like the underworld from the original Legend of Zelda. That's all I wanted to say. We got the little ratty rat in the next shot. He's so cute walking on them little steps. The malice
0: tentacles appear to form into hands, and they just swallow up the mouse. The mouse does not get away. It gets poor eight. mouse.
2: This also definitively answers the question that we had on the semi-mailbag episode, which was, would mice and rats in Breath of the Wild be evil by default? No. The answer is no.
1: They're just animals.
2: Thank you, Nintendo.
1: Um, so, when do you think this particular shot takes place? Hmm.
2: I'd say after the hand was removed.
1: Oh, because the way that it's set up, this is just used as a mood building shot.
2: I think it's worth noting here too that this malice is—it's um, different than from the malice we see in Breath of the Wild.
1: Yes, it is.
2: Because that was oozy and sort of slow moving, even in, even in the very big action scenes, and when it was being moved around by the calamity.
1: This is fast and grasping and feels very solid, sort of like the floor masters in Wind Waker. Uh. It even has that same. Glowing purple red outline to a black mass. Mm. That's just what it reminded me of the floor masters. Then we get a really pretty shot of this massive stone bridge, which also looks like Zonai architecture.
2: Yeah. I really like the idea of them deciding to explore together. I guess that's obvious, but I mean, why together? I mean, why not bring in some troops or.
1: Well, I mean, you don't necessarily want to...
2: A Gorin. Bring well, a Goron. Hold on.
1: Hold on. Hold on. What? Troops? What troops? There's no standing army in Hyrule.
2: A H- couple of people who are good at fighting.
1: Are you going to hire a bunch of mercenaries who are going to be better at problem solving than the guy who can fight multiple Lynels at once?
2: A Gorin. Bring a Goron.
1: What dang... They... The Calamity's dead. They have no reason to think anything dangerous is down there in the first place.
2: Cave-ins can still happen. Monica. Bring a Goron who can eat the rocks.
1: <laughs> then they have to increase the amount of supplies that they bring.
2: He can just eat the rocks!
1: Zelda and Link have been traveling together for years. I think it makes sense that they would trust their safety to each other.
2: Okay. It's I'm Link. excited at the possibilities. This is a pretty
0: uh, there's a little crack in the bridge, and it looks like Link is trying to get the ox to jump over it, but it's a little reluctant to. Zelda's not on
1: the ox in this shot, That's I think. a
2: good idea.
1: Yeah, he's I, kind of pulling it a little bit, and it's like, no, I don't wanna.
2: That's a pretty big distance for an ox carrying like 200 to 500 pounds worth of supplies.
1: Yeah. It, it really communicates the age of the structure, though, doesn't it? Yeah. You get the sense that as they go deeper, they're going into an older and older place. And I, I I love the sense of age and Breath of the Wild and the increased sense of age here. The idea that we're flirting with histories that make the history of the Sheikah look like nothing in particular. I, it is so enticing to me the way that it's done here.
2: Or a secret held to, from the Sheikah.
1: Sure. Oh, the that's secret keepers. That's even better.
2: <laughs> um people again seem to remark that the architecture looks twily but
1: okay we need to talk about the arm now (laughs) because uh the reason that people are seeing twily in this is that there's a shot a little bit later in the trailer where we get a really clear look at the arm
2: we'll talk about it then
1: oh okay well never mind then crystal the
0: shot of zelda uh raising her torch at something and then gasping
1: yeah that's a little bit uh later on that's here oh is it here yeah. This is another really good look at the character models here. She's so cute in this one.
2: Again, when I saw her face, I thought this was a different Zelda. <laughs> I don't know why.
1: Did you think that this might be a different Zelda, Crystal? No, it's Zelda. Yeah, it didn't occur to me either. I'm going to be perfectly I've, honest.
2: I, again, 80% of how I recognize a person is by their hair.
1: Or the silhouette of their head.
2: Yeah. So if you if you change that, I'm fucked.
1: Uh,
0: Link does not have a reaction to whatever Zelda is seeing. He just reacts to Zelda gasping. Yeah, he looks over I'm guessing they're looking at some kind of mural. And because Zelda has read
1: books, she's like, oh, this means whatever.
2: Actually, that's a great observation.
1: I'm thinking that she may even be looking at the mural depicting Ganondorf on his horse. This could be the shot that goes chronologically with the one of the torch being held up to that mural.
2: He just looks over at her like... Uh.
1: Link's more curious about her reaction than whatever it is that she's looking at, which is interesting. Then we get another shot of the arm above the Malice body, and the the Malice is going fucking nuts here. There is way more of it than in previous shots, and we get an even thicker stream of it rising up between the uh, spiral. There is this sense that the force beneath the malice is building enormously, that the seal is shaking on the urge of, on the verge of shattering.
2: Yep. We can also see the ground more clearly at this point, and it's, I wouldn't say it's stairs.
1: It's kind of like stairs, though. It's, it's kind of like it's stairs. It's a raised dais with multiple steps, but they're extremely irregular.
2: Yeah, I'd say maybe something pushed up. Maybe. Like the stalactite tights this
1: is also where we start to get the um piano theme coming in and i actually saw a tweet that suggested this is an arpeggiated version of the guardian theme that begins playing
0: here can you play it so we get a close-up of Ganondorf where this is where you can tell this is definitely guru though Yes. There's Gerudo symbols. He's wearing Gerudo
1: jewelry and there's Gerudo symbols on, the, on his robe. And the Gerudo symbol that Crystal is referring to here is the Gerudo symbol that has been the symbol of the Gerudo since later prints of the Ocarina of Time N64 cartridge.
2: This is a lot of ornamentation.
1: It is. It's a level of ornamentation that you only see in like Urbosa and Riju. The next shot yeah. is a slightly further out shot of this same figure who is wearing. Um, oh my God! Is that the same symbol that Ganondorf wore on his robes in Wind Waker?
2: I don't think so. He had a like. He had a literal.
1: That's another Gerudo symbol, though.
2: Yeah, it's just the Gerudo symbol with a little bit more ornamentation.
1: Mm. He's wearing big gold rings everywhere. He's got like.
2: I like how he has bracelets. <laughs>
1: those big bracelets with gold beads hanging off of it. He's just decked the fuck out.
2: There have been a couple of fan arts that have really, um...
1: Rehydrated him.
2: <laughs> Rehydrated him.
1: It's, they said, Ganon's thirsty. Now we're going to rehydrate him so we can be thirsty.
2: Very pleasant looking.
1: Yeah, Ganon's hot in the fan artist's heads.
2: I don't know if that will hold up, but sure. Uh, he's got long hair.
1: Yeah, he's got real long hair, and he's fucked up. He's super fucked up here. Um... This is where the trailer starts to speed up in terms of its number of shots. Crystal, what would you describe this next shot as at about 39 seconds? 39 seconds. Uh, that's Gannon's hair. I'm sorry, a little bit further into second 39. Uh, There's a close up of the arm, you mean? Yes. How would you describe that arm? I would say it's vaguely Sheikah ish. It has its fingertips resting on Ganondorf's chest, just above the place where his heart should be, and Malice is spewing out from between its fingers. The arm itself is glowing white, which I think is one of the reasons that a lot of people think that this might be a twily thing, because glowing limbs means uh, Midna's hair. Hmm but there's another element to this arm that i think people aren't considering as sharply and that the jewelry that it's wearing is full of right angles that are wrapped around the arm and those right angles the imagery of the twisting serpent is very much a Zonai thing yeah you think so
2: what also strikes me about the the arm jewelry is that it vaguely looks like the the arm wraps that link has in breath of the wild to begin with ah which kind of like grudo but it's kind of stylized with that orangish and greenish what also grabs me in this scene is that the whatever the arm is grabbing i assume the heart is like extruding out yeah it, it's like popping out
1: something is trying to force its way out immediately after the camera pulls back a little bit and then we get a really good look at this fucking thing and crystal tell me what we see see gandor swearing his forehead jewel you can see his,
0: his very dehydrated mummified corpse and flowing red locks the he's malice a... is just it freaking the fuck
1: out as it's coming out of him
2: he's got a lot of ribs this he... number of ribs is a little bit alarming
1: He's got huge ribs. This is a big corpse. It's a big arm holding on to him. In the next shot, we see Link's hand in the foreground glowing a sort of white-green. And this shot is really fast, so it changes from frame to frame. Link starts to pull back as if the light in his hand is burning him. And as we go through the frames here, there's a shot where we can actually see through Link's wrist to the wall behind him as if his arm is unraveling under the influence of this green light yes
2: yeah and the green the green magic script is centralized around his hand so this is
1: it's flowing off yeah. of him now
2: oh i know why you can't use the master sword
1: yeah, that's why i was going to get into. <laughs> yeah so we've, we, we've got this thing where Link seems to be taking the magic that was holding Ganon down into himself. And one thing about this shot, if you look at it a little bit earlier in it, when he's right here and shifting here, okay, I guess you can very vaguely see the hilt of the Master Sword here, but at first I had trouble finding it, and I wasn't sure if the sword was on his back in this shot. But yeah, uh, Link's arm seems to be getting fucked up for some reason. And then, uh, Crystal, you take this next shot. The
0: Pillar of Malice that was extending towards the ceiling is now erupting into hands like the hands that swallow the rat and shoots up into the resurrection-like ceiling and explodes and the tentacles turn into hands and go all around the room.
1: It's really freaky looking. Uh, Yeah, the malice now seems to be completely unleashed. Monica, how about this next one?
2: They're touching hands.
1: Thank you, Monica. Try a little (laughs) bit harder than not at all.
2: Um, Link is extending his hand down. And Zelda, we know it's her because her um, gloves has the golden little knuckle. And
1: she's not wearing gauntlets.
2: Yeah. Uh, She reaches out for his hand.
1: It's almost as if she's beneath him during this shot for some reason. This is his right hand.
2: Yeah, this is his right hand. This is also her right hand.
1: Yes, this is before Link's right hand gets fucked up in that previous shot. Yes. If you go frame by frame,
0: it actually cuts before their hands actually touch. Oh. That's true.
2: Nintendo forever not letting them resolve that.
1: The shot immediately after this is so interesting to me. It is what looks like the front of a temple. Um which is framed between two giant paw-like structures underneath what could be the head of a beast. It's really hard to tell because of YouTube compression. And there is a doorway between the beast's legs, which are also Zonai-style pillars, and the camera pulls in closer and closer into the mouth of this entrance, as if we are being drawn into a place beneath the underworld.
2: This, to me, actually... It, to me, this seems like the entrance into the Underworld. It's this, just in some sort of a canyon or on the side of some sort of a wall.
1: This feels like when you first walk into Skyview Temple in Skyward Sword.
2: This also- It's to, hard- Sorry, go It's ahead.
1: hard to tell if this is actually outside or not. Yeah. Are it's you thinking true. that this might be the entrance into the labyrinth that they've been walking around in? Could be. I don't see a sky. Yeah,
2: that's what I thought.
1: That's very possible. I was thinking that this might lead even deeper-
2: Interesting. This
1: is the entrance. I was thinking it could be the entrance to a dungeon within the underworld. The
0: uh, carvings here are like definitely 100% match the Zoni carvings. Yes.
1: We've got like th- their particular uh, swirls and patterns. But we also have a little bit of a snake motif in certain parts that are kind of. Dragon. There. Yeah. Serpent. Yeah. It matches the serpents
0: in the screenshot I just linked. Yes.
2: And another thing about the Zonai Ruins is they seem to be like always like a stacked on layers sort of thing. They've got one layer of a pattern and then another layer and sort of blocks.
1: Have we fucked around and gone to the timeline where Nintendo actually plans out connections between two games while the first one is being made?
2: How'd we end up here?
1: Is that possible? Like, what do you think of that idea, Crystal? Hmm... Maybe. Like, will playing this sequel inform the way that we read the architecture of the previous game? That'd be something. That would be, I think, a first for the series?
2: I, looking at this uh, architecture scene also makes me think that this isn't directly below the castle.
1: No. No, unless, like, this is way beneath. This would have to predate the castle if it's below the castle. Oh, you mean if this is the entrance, then it's not directly below the castle.
2: Yeah. That's just Zelda fan art. You don't have to.
1: Oh, okay. On it. I mean, it's really good. Yes. People really want. Here's the thing. It's not so much that people believe Zelda is playable. They want Zelda to be playable. So after we're pulled in, we get a separate shot um, of Link seemingly falling out of frame. And as he falls, he reaches up with his left hand. Not his right, but mm-hmm. his left. And the glowing arm reaches down to grab hold of him. And we can see a little bit extra about the glowing arm here. One, um, it's attached to some kind of will that allows it to move, recognize when people are in danger, and attempt to rescue them. Two, it has really long nails, which means that the way it was resting on Ganon's chest, those nails had to be dug deep into Ganon's chest, like sternum.
2: It's also, like, twice as big as Link's hand.
1: Yeah, it is, like, uh, Gerudo-sized. Hmm. What do you make of this shot here, Crystal? Because in the very last couple of frames, Link's hand goes almost completely limp. Yes, I mm, I did not interpret this as the
0: hand rescuing Link. I kind of it kind of seemed to me like it's doing scorpion get over here.
2: Interesting. He's not resisting. It has though.
0: more business to conduct with him.
2: <laughs> he, he's not resisting, and I think he's fainted or something. There's also little bits of malice floating around, sort of like it, there was just an attack.
1: The malice floating in the air is very reminiscent of the malice that floated in the malice infestations around the Sheikah Towers, or more particularly throughout the entirety of Hyrule Castle.
2: Yeah, little bits.
1: flecks of it, diffusing the air that you breathe. But Link is definitely helpless in some way in that shot. The next shot is the most interesting one in the whole trailer, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. Why don't you tell us about it, Crystal? So
0: we go. The hand is now holding. It's back to the hand, just uh, holding Ganon's heart. Yep. The malice is not freaking out yet. But there's a sudden flash of lights. And in the background, you can see the hands and a, a shadow of the hand attached to something reaching for Ganondorf's heart. And in the shadow of Ganondorf, its profile. Looks a lot like Demise.
1: A little bit, with the long hair. And the chest and the robe. Yeah, I could see that. Ah.
2: He's screaming.
1: Yeah, whatever's happening, he doesn't like it very much. Do you think that this is a particular trick of the light depicting what is currently happening? Or is this a storytelling trick that they're using to tell us about what came before?
2: Definitely storytelling.
1: I think it's, yeah, I think it's a storytelling trick.
2: What strikes me about this is that the arm, it looks very much like the aggressor here.
1: Oh, absolutely.
2: And it looks menacing.
1: This is Ganondorf being sealed. Yeah. What are you suggesting?
2: I'm not really suggesting anything. I guess we can talk about suggestions later. But it just feels like we instinctively go, ugh, a claw reaching out to, like, menace a person.
1: How do you read this shot, Crystal?
0: It really looks a lot like Demise, right down to the, the very long pointy nails. Hmm. So you're thinking- Which is going gonna, is gonna to be very
1: uh, problematic for a timeline theory. It's going to be problematic for every timeline if this is actually Demise.
2: It, it's not problematic if Breath of the Wild takes place before Skyward Sword. Oh, God. Wink, wink.
1: <laughs> Wait, Crystal, are you suggesting that the very long nails on the disembodied arm look like Demise? No, the long nails on Ganon's shadow. Oh yes, because it looks like they've been filed into points, which isn't normally a thing for him. No, it's very much a demon king kind of look. Yeah, like the chest, especially the the robe. The only thing is yeah, that they're evoking he, demise. He's so much thinner than demise is, though.
2: I demise. the reason I don't feel like it's demise, it's just like an, and think that it's just an art resemblance. Is that it's clearly a Grudo here?
1: That's true. What it, what do you make of the fact that it looks like Demise, Crystal?
0: Well, in the official canon, Ganon is but an incarnation of Demise's hatred.
1: Official canon, sure.
0: Yeah, so perhaps they're
1: going to get a little more into that, get a little explicit about that. That would be interesting. I would be willing to engage with that. I might not be super happy about it, but I'd be willing to engage with that. The next shot is, I think, of Zelda standing on some cracking earth, and it only lasts for a few frames before we cut to Zelda standing behind Link as the floor falls away underneath her and she starts to plummet. This assumedly... And Link is holding a torch in his left hand, so this may be just before Link reaches down to catch her with his right hand in the previous shot.
2: Yeah, there's still... um Malice bits in the air.
1: Yes, this is after whatever power is in there has begun to move. Yeah. And then we cut to what might be the... This, to me, is the second best shot in the trailer. uh, And probably the uh, best framed altogether. And
2: probably what happened just seconds before the floor gave way.
1: Well, the, the malice is already floating in the air here.
2: Yeah, but she hasn't fallen yet. It's
1: almost... We know that nothing has happened... These two haven't done anything yet in Mm -hmm. terms of interacting with this body and this arm. If they had, then their surprise wouldn't work in terms of how the scene is framed. What we're seeing here is the seal beginning to give way because whatever power is trapped here is responding to the presence of these two coming toward it.
2: Not a good call.
1: Ganon's fingers are twitching, but Zelda in this shot does not seem too surprised by that. She may not even see it.
2: I think she's looking directly at it.
1: Well, we only see it for like three frames. She may react to it in the frame immediately after that.
2: Yeah. Uh
1: <laughs> and here- like those are some wicked fucking claws that our man is support is sporting here.
2: Yep, and a nice ring. Um Zelda has an extra little leather belt or pouch thing on her. And she's really close. I'd say she's less than 10 meters now.
1: She seems really confident that whatever this is with all the malice spewing out of it, that it's either dead or she can deal with it. Girl! She has experience. Okay. And then we cut to a shot of Zelda from behind, turning around, assumedly as she hears something, and she is both frightened and shocked by whatever is confronting her. And the color of the malice is thick. In this scene, the lighting is no longer blue. It is almost strictly red and purple, and whatever it is, she doesn't like it. Boy, her hair looks really cute here.
2: She's also doing the girly like arm thingy. Yeah, (laughs) arm swinging. Yeah, I I would suppose that she's looking at Link, who has the weird arm thing
1: attacking him. uh, The way that it's framed here, it feels more like she's seeing what happens next. And, Crystal, could you describe this next shot, my favorite shot in the whole trailer? Ganon's head
0: falls back, and you get a real good look at his big chompers. He got some serious, uh, canine teeth. Yeah. And his forehead jewel, And he twists his head to look at the camera. Yes. And then his eyes
1: start glowing. And this shot to me is so interesting for two reasons. One, that's the topaz that he was wearing in Ocarina of Time. Uh, two, those are the eyes of the malice. Yes. When he first turns his head toward the camera, his eyes are just black pits, empty sockets, so that it is like a corpse is looking at you. But after a moment, the malice explodes out of his eyes, and they leave behind those glowing golden irises that you're familiar with if you see the eyes sprouting out of the malice, staring at you.
2: they are Ganondorf's eyes.
1: Yes, that's exactly what I'm leading to. The Calamity in Breath of the Wild, both as the monster that you fight beneath Hyrule Castle and Dark Beast Ganon, do not have eyes that look like this. They have glowing eyes of solid colors, and the Calamity is full of eyes that look like this, but it doesn't have it for itself. Ganondorf has these eyes in his fucking head. They are his eyes. Which suggests to me that Ganondorf, though trapped here, has not been insensate. He has been watching Hyrule the entire time.
2: Yep. To reinforce the Gruto imagery, his little a dangly jewel thing, or...
1: It might dangly. be a big-ass earring.
2: I think it dangles from his shoulder. Sure. It has the Gerudo symbol on it.
1: Yeah, it's it's definitely a Gerudo thing.
2: This Is this the same jewel head thing as in Twilight Princess as well? Is it the same design?
1: I mean, Gandalf always has a forehead jewel.
2: Is it in the same shape?
1: Um, It's pretty close. It's actually quite a bit blockier. Like, the jewel... Looks very much more like the jewel is in the style of Ocarina of Time or Twilight Princess, but the setting of the jewelry is more like Riju's crown or Urbosa's diadem.
2: Actually, the way it, like, I can see what you mean by the way it fans out, but what it looks like to me is actually it resembles the arm a little bit. Because mm-hmm. of all the
1: right angles?
2: Yeah, all the right angles.
1: Would that suggest that the arm itself is also Gerudo in origin? Essentially. That would make sense if it's got Gerudo magic flowing off of it.
2: Was well, his gem glowing the whole time, or is it just here in this shot?
1: The gem was glowing in previous shots.
2: If somebody's gem is still glowing, you gotta kill him harder. <laughs> Monica's lessons for Hyrule.
1: Crystal, what do you make of Ganondorf in this shot? What are, we- what are they communicating to us?
0: I like your idea that the Calamity is but the echo of the scream of the true monster, Ganondorf, Dragmire, king of the Zonai. Uh. Um, But the way I actually read this trailer is the corpse of Ganondorf being puppeteered by the Malice, who was the true enemy.
2: Now, hold on a second, Crystal. You said king of the Zonai.
0: Yeah. Hmm?
1: He says crown looks Zonai-like. He's still wearing Gerudo jewelry, though, and I disagree with Monica's characterization of it being Zonai-like, to be clear.
2: (laughs) Well, yeah, we can talk about this later, the Zonai thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you think that he's being puppeteered by the malice.
1: Yes. So it's not- That is how I read this, at least initially. So the way that you initially read it is that this is Link and Zelda coming across not the true enemy, but a different body- that is used by the ancient evil that empowered both Demise and Ganon and Maladus and Majora throughout history. This is the primordial darkness.
2: If that's the malice. The malice. If that's the case, I don't think they would have prioritized sealing this body so much. It seems to be emerging from him. Unless he's sitting on, like, a fountain of malice, in which case that's a bad place to put a body.
1: Crystal, you said that that's how you initially read the trailer. Is that how you currently read it? I think
0: that is still my preferred reading, though I'm open to others. That's fair. The malice is emanating from his body, but I would say, you know, even a dead god can dream.
1: So it's like the malice gathered all inside of him and they had to seal Ganon away to keep the malice from being able to get out and move on to a different, less defeated body. Yeah, I'm thinking, like, Ganondorf is dead, but his body still radiates malice. So your idea is that we're not going to be seeing very much of Ganondorf the man in this. We will be seeing another monster similar to, but probably worse than, the Calamity. Yes. It's, well, it's very difficult to
0: reconcile this with the Calamity trying to build itself a body in the shape of ganondorf Mm. i don't know what to make of that
2: to me him the calamity trying to make a body is basically this this ghost spirit thing trying to exude its force on the world and make its form We just didn't know about where its actual true self or awareness was located, and now we do.
1: So Ganondorf's hatred here is so great that it inspires a curse in the Japanese style that sort of gains its own sentience, its own will, and seeks a shape like the form that spawned it. Yeah. Not unlike uh, Majora's Mask. (laughs) Yeah, very similar.
2: But, like, this could have been the true awareness behind the Calamity the whole time.
1: It could have. It's like Ganondorf tries to build himself a body to pilot by remote.
2: Right. They were attacking what they thought was the brain, but they were just, you know, trying to attack a hand, and now they're at the actual instigator.
0: So it's like in Avengers Age of Ultron, (laughs) when Ultron builds a new body- And then uh, demonstrates it to Black Widow by tearing apart his old body.
2: Sure, only in this case, Black Widow tears the body apart or seals it with the Triforce.
1: What if Black Widow was good and cool?
2: What if they gave Black Widow things to do?
1: What if Black Widow was allowed to be a huge badass? Uh, Again, ears are round in this one. That's true. They haven't been round since Ocarina, have they?
2: Really?
0: It's been a minute.
2: How are they liking yeah, Twilight Princess?
0: They're pointy in Twilight Princess. They, they got pointy in the adult section of Ocarina because he had entered the realm of the gods. <laughs> is, I believe, the theory we subscribe
1: to.
2: Was it? Yeah, I
1: something like that.
2: I had forgotten.
1: That was something that was in response to a letter sent in by one of our listeners. Uh,
2: um His eye flares are bright red and not pinkish.
1: Yes. There's a moment when his eyes are first lighting up where you can see the whole orb, not just the irises, and they are bright red. Redder than blood. Redder than the malice.
2: You know, upside down, this kind of looks like Majora.
1: (laughs) Oh, boy the do eyes are different
2: yeah well well sword. actually hmm. it's actually very majora
1: <laughs> they're red instead of yellow but yes they do like that eye shape don't they
2: yeah hmm. but also this heart shape of the top part of his oh. head oh shit crystal do you see it yeah 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 that's probably just the thing i mean so
1: so um there's one more shot in the trailer crystal and before we get to talking about what's going on like in more depth Can you tell us about this last shot from, I think, the perspective of the Great Plateau?
0: Yes, you see the castle from very far away. And for a second or two, it is peaceful. But then the castle, the ground of the castle rumbles and a pillar of earth appears to raise it up into the air. The whole fucking thing. The
1: whole thing. And Hyrule just shakes.
2: And throughout, starting with the eyeballs, actually, no, just near the end here. It goes back to the the squiggly text, and then you you start hearing the heartbeat from the start of this trailer. But it's faster. Right. There was a slow beat, but now it is freed and it is beating quickly as whatever force is there comes to life.
1: (sighs) Oh, man. And, And the green text, the magic words that have been keeping Ganon in place, dissipate into lines and fade to nothing. As the evil returns.
2: This was a heck of a trailer.
0: They brought him back. <laughs> they brought my that boy back. Character. <laughs> I haven't seen him in uh, thirteen years. We
1: ain't seen my boy in so long. God damn it! His absence is almost old enough to drive. <laughs> I, Cam,
2: uh, Cam couldn't watch this trailer live. He had to go to class and then come back and watch it at ten. And I really tried to play a slightly disinterested tone. Oh yeah, she super did. I said it was a pretty good direct. I think you'll like it, but I think there was more stuff for, you know, other people than for me. (laughs) And then I recorded his uh, reaction secretly. Cam, you don't have to show anyone else the video, but I think you should rip the audio from the moment that you see Ganondorf.
1: Why would I do that? Oh, I guess I might.
2: It's it's a very emotional um sound.
1: <sighs> what do you end up thinking of this trailer on the whole, Crystal? It's an extremely good teaser
0: trailer. Yeah. It sets up so many things such that we can talk about it for over an hour. Yeah.
1: yeah. That's no joke.
2: Is this the best Zelda teaser trailer?
1: As a teaser?
2: Yeah. Yeah,
1: I I, I I would buy into that, I guess, as a teaser. It, it's, I think, stronger than the first Breath of the Wild teaser where Link is attacked by the Guardian.
2: There are similar- Stronger
1: than Blades Will Bleed? <laughs> was that a teaser? Yeah, that was the, f- the first trailer
0: for Twilight Princess.
1: I wouldn't call that a teaser exactly, uh, but yeah, I'll call it stronger than that.
2: There was a lot of mysterious stuff going on in that one. Which ended up being less grim than it initially looked, but that's Zelda.
1: Super
0: Nintendo doesn't do live conferences anymore, so there's no audience reaction to Ganondorf
1: returning. God, I bet they would have made some noise.
2: Just that it's Zelda, there would have been noise.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
2: Um, and we don't get to hear that one guy in the crowd who knows what it is sooner than everyone
1: else going "woo" really loud.
2: He's my favorite guy. He's great. Um. Two things that we can draw from concept art. One is that there is a concept art of Ganondorf looking like Twilight Princess Ganon standing on a floating castle.
1: Floating Hyrule Castle. Yeah. Which, uh, <laughs> which seems to be very similar to what's happening here. Yes. What's the other piece of art?
2: The other piece of art, I think, I don't know if it's in the art book or encyclopedia Somewhere. Somewhere. Not the encyclopedia, but the making a champion thing. Right. But it was shown at, I think, a design conference for different Link designs. And there's like, Link himself looks sort of like a robot. But what's more interesting is that he has some sort of a changeable arm. I think in one shot, he has like a hammer. And another shot, it's like a, a cannon shooting a bomb. He has
1: a prosthetic Yeah, prosthetic.
2: Yeah, and then in another shot, he's sort of swinging it or extending it like a hook shot. And dare I say, this is what is going to happen here.
1: What do we... Crystal, what do you think is happening in this trailer? What is the events that take place as Ganondorf wakes up? Hmm. I think he is awakened
0: by the presence of his ancient enemies. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh... It's about all I got. Okay. I think Gandorf is so mad that the arm can't handle it because his his enemies are here, his frenemies. Yeah, I think that's about right. <laughs> you could re-edit this trailer and be like, oh, I'm so happy to see you guys. Finally, my friends are
1: back. Yeah, you just do it with like the Tarrytown theme song.
2: Hey, pals.
1: <laughs> Long time no see.
2: To me, it kind of... It may just be how it's cut, but to me it seems like... The Hand was having a difficult time keeping Ganondorf back, but it really, really breaks finally when the Hand reaches out to save Link. You're
1: thinking that some shift caused by Ganondorf puts the two heroes in peril and the Hand has to release Ganondorf to save
2: them. Yes, and it does so, which is very heroic, I guess.
1: Are you suggesting that this arm is the arm of a previous hero? Uh
2: Uh-huh. What else would it be?
1: This is the new hero, Shade?
2: Yes, the 10,000-year-old hero. It's the Zonai hero. Ah. Which will now go on to Link.
1: Okay, that's a pretty cool idea. And you'll
2: spend the game with a hookshot arm.
1: And a bomb arm. And a bomb arm. And a hammer arm.
2: They really wanted the hookshot in Breath of the Wild, but they couldn't quite make it work, and I think they might might try it for the second one.
1: Crystal, do you think it's possible that Link is actually losing his sword arm here? Yeah, I think he's going to lose his sword arm and get a hookshot arm. If he's losing his sword arm, what does that mean for the sword gameplay of, like, how Breath of the Wild works? Zelda! That's not what I'm <laughs> suggesting. No, it's gonna mean he's gonna be left-handed, baby. That seems more likely.
2: No, no. The progression is going to be Zelda getting better at using a sword.
1: If that was the case, I'd be really happy about it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know the uh, the Call of Duty conference where, you're, where they were like do you want wall running no i did do you want right-handed link no okay i actually finally
1: link is left-handed again oh ambidextrous link still pretty good i guess the uh i think that the way that i think what's going down in this sequence monica we talked about this yesterday after we watched the trailer but we're not convinced I thought that perhaps the Triforce was gone from Zelda. Oh, yeah. And you think that she still has it. She just can't connect to it because her own power is completely depleted.
2: Right. She's temporarily lost access to both the goddess side of her and the Triforce.
1: Right. And I think that what I think is happening in this sequence, how the progression of the game is going to be set up, is that Link will lose the Master Sword and Zelda will lose the Triforce.
2: Where will the Triforce go?
1: Ganon has it. Oh. You are actually going up against, for the first time in 20 years, Ganon with the Triforce. Which doesn't even matter to him because he's 10 times worse than the Triforce is at this point. He just wants it. What if he touches the Triforce and shatters it? Like he just crushes it into powder? Yeah. Oh man, like it does the big white explosion thing, and he just crushes it with waves of darkness? Now, would that break I would, the resurrection? I would shit.
2: I don't think they would do that.
1: Oh my god, I don't
0: know. I mean, they- I have, don't know. You wouldn't think they'd do a direct sequel to Breath of the Wild, they, but here we are.
1: They, like, they've depowered the Master Sword before. They've broken the Triforce into pieces many times. Yeah. If, like, they just do a thing where- Ganon actually pulls a Hella and shatters the Triforce in his hands, and you spend the entire rest of the game trying to put it back together, that would almost make sense. No, I want that thing gone. Gone gone?
2: Yeah, that's what I don't think will
1: happen. Like, Spirit Tracks I want this gone. to be fucking
0: Shin Megami Tensei Four Apocalypse, where we're just gonna destroy all of the, like, foundations of the series.
2: The silly thing is, we know what happens when a Triforce shatters.
1: Yeah. Well, kind of. It's not very clear that that's what was wrong with Low Rule.
2: Yeah, but they did have one.
1: We assume? We talked about this in the uh, Link Between Worlds episode. They may have never had one, and they were just remembering Ganon having the Triforce at some point.
2: Yeah. Well, I
0: mean, here's how you solve the Triforce problem Link, Zelda, and Ganon become the Triforce.
2: <laughs> what?
0: Okay. Are we going to get more than that? then link zelda and it's the end to the series this is the end of the legend of zelda oh okay there's no more link there's no more zelda there's no more ganon because they all became the triforce okay
1: sure and it's like 30 times as cool as it was before a more perfect triforce born of man rather than of the gods yes so the way that I think this is going to work is that the Link loses the Master Sword, and I think Zelda probably loses the Triforce in this sequence. Or at least that we, the players, lose access to the Master Sword and to the Triforce. And yeah. there's two ways that can happen. One of them really cool, and one of them way less cool. The cool way that it could happen is that the Triforce is either not there in the first place, or it's taken by Ganon, who doesn't care about Zelda and Zelda goes on this journey with Link. Not necessarily playable, but a constant companion character at minimum. I think that's possible, but in my heart of heart, I don't believe that's what's going to happen. I think that probably Zelda's going to get fucking Phantom Hourglassed in this first sequence.
2: I can see her being like a Makar or Medley in their respective dungeons.
1: What do you think is going to be the structure of this game based on what we've seen, Crystal? Just take a wild shot in the dark if you have to. I don't know if they're going to reuse
0: the same map. Maybe with the, But I don't know what the new map would be. The underworld, maybe?
1: Maybe.
2: My instinct was to think that the entire game was going to take place primarily underground.
1: Could we be looking at the final realization of an entire game set in Hyrule Castle and the labyrinth beneath it?
2: That would be interesting.
1: It would be like the dead cert opposite of Breath of the Wild, though.
2: Sure. I think what why people are so excited about this game is that, going by the Majora's Mask theorem, when Nintendo doesn't have to build the whole art and graphics of a game, it means, A, they can release it sooner, and then, B, they can get a lot crazier with the mechanics in the story. I don't know if that will necessarily be true, but it's it's possible.
0: But, you know, they could just reuse the map, because they could make a bunch of like small changes to it to reflect the
1: fact that the calamity's gone. Well, I mean, now that they know how to actually craft the map, now that they have that under their belt, they could even change the layout of Hyrule significantly, and it probably wouldn't take nearly as long as making that first Breath of the Wild map did.
2: They, If they have us go around Hyrule, they better upgrade and change the, the towns.
1: Oh, absolutely. I
2: better come to, like, a fully developed town and, like... Different people moving into I don't know, Zora's domain and
1: I'm beating around the bush too much. Um I'm gonna pose this to both of you. Crystal first, what are we expecting Zelda's role in the game to be, since that's such a hot button for the fandom right now? She will be the non-playable protagonist. Oh, you're thinking it'll go that well, huh? <laughs> no, I'm serious. She'll be like Elma. You're not expecting oh, Elma's the Elma might be my favorite Xenoblade character. God damn. Did you play Xenoblade Chronicles X? I did not. Okay, well, you you hit the nail on the head for that one anyway. Um, so you don't think that she'll end up getting phantom hourglassed here. I don't think so. They could not be that foolish. No. Come on. Come on.
2: After all of this outcry, Nintendo probably caught what was going on. They do pay attention to what fans say? Sometimes. Sometimes. Not a,
1: they don't take enough of it to heart.
2: But like with Twilight Princess, like with all the grievances of ocarina of time they went and built twilight princess which was basically every criticism lobbed at ocarina
1: what do you hope for crystal in zelda's role in the game just if you allow yourself to hope uh link gets
0: fucking killed (laughs) the master sword is shattered the triforce
1: is shattered and zelda is the hero that would be a very interesting game wouldn't it how about you, Monica? What are you expecting to be Zelda's role in this game?
2: I'm expecting Zelda not to be the main playable character, but to be like Makar or Medley. You can switch to her to do certain things.
1: Like spirit tracks.
2: Or like spirit tracks, sure.
1: Wow. You're... Certain
2: things like, I don't know what.
1: Okay. So we are we represent a pretty wide spectrum in terms of our concrete expectations. I'm expecting her to get Phantom Hourglassed. Um, Crystal, you're expecting her to be the Navi of this game. And mm-hmm. Monica, you're expecting her to be Spirit Track's Zelda. Uh huh. Oh. What would you what would you say you're hoping for?
2: My hope is that she will have her own playable sequences. There will be some tag teaming and then some playing as her primarily I don't know, Link can take the below ground, she can take the above ground. I was
1: just thinking that Link in the underworld and Zelda in the overworld. Sure.
2: Um, it'd be fun, but I don't think they would do this for a Zelda game, but some portion, they (laughs) are not dealing with the rebuilding of Hyrule, but they could.
1: I would, I think that if I had to talk about my hopes, because I've already talked about my expectations that this is going to go Phantom Hourglass and just piss me right off. But if we talk about what I'm hoping for, I hope that they're going to treat seriously with the idea of Link's abilities being very different in this game compared to the last one he can't do all the things that he did before and it'll be up to zelda to pick up a lot of that slack and like even the simple fact that he doesn't have the sheikah slate anymore maybe she would have the sheikah slate
2: oh we don't see the sheikah slate at all we
1: sure don't see the sheikah slate in this trailer at all but I, i really like the idea that there are some things that zelda can do that link can't do and that link can do that zelda can't do i'm not asking for zelda to be able to fight but a little bit of her being playable would be very nice just is a, a smidgey smidge i don't expect it i expect exactly the opposite but and i i do not allow myself to hope i go into these with no real expectations when i can help it and when i can help it it's pessimistic but it sure would be nice co-op breath of the wild would be cool it would be very cool
2: yes
0: here's the real question do you think the Terminator will be in this game? <laughs> Crystal, why don't you contextualize that for our listeners? Uh, they announced Terminator contents for Gears of War 5 and then the next day they announced Terminator contents for Ghost Recon breakpoints. God, so only... maybe they'll announce more Terminator contents.
2: And didn't they imply Terminator content for like Mortal Kombat or something?
1: Did they? <laughs> I'm not sure. It would make sense, though. Like, if we get a Mortal Kombat trailer and it just starts up... Like, when the Terminator theme started playing during the Gears showcase, I was like, no, fuck you, that's not real. And then it was real.
2: Well, somebody has surely put the T-whatever head in place of Ganon's by now. No. No?
1: I don't think that's actually been done.
2: Well, somebody should do that. Yeah. Here's your Twitter meme. Um... There are a couple of interesting theories that people have spun. Shall we discuss them? Go ahead. One of them is, well, now we have a uh, definitively redheaded person. It's not just a zoni barbarian outfit, but some guy with red hair that would fit the tapestry lore. And the way they suppositioned it was that actually Ganondorf may have been the hero depicted in that scene rallying against the Calamity.
1: Hmm. Ganondorf fighting <laughs> Ganon. Yeah. That's I, a cool idea, but I also think that it's nonsensical on its face.
2: I don't I don't buy it. Ganon, Ganondorf is always the big bad guy. Ganon bad. And uh, people who think there's a shot at negotiating with him are um, going to get stabbed in the back by Ganondorf
1: always (laughs) fools
2: like they started off with negotiating with him and that did not end up very well
0: Ganon and Ganondorf are kind of like Satan and Lucifer often conflated but maybe now they will distinguish them
1: Satan the servant of God who acts as the arbiter of hell versus Lucifer the morning star Very different. Huh. That's... Huh. I don't know how I feel about that. I do expect... I'll disagree with you, Crystal. I do expect we will see Ganondorf, the man, in this. Will he be
2: um, hydrated?
1: Yes. Like, after... I think that this is the only sequence in which we're going to see Mummy Ganondorf. And after that, he's going to be Big Bad Wizard Man. He's going to talk. There's like an 80% chance he's going to be super hot.
2: I hope he... They choose a good voice for him
1: oh they have to oh one of the big like backlashes with regards to breath of the wild was its localization and its voice not necessarily its voice casting but its voice direction because those are all good actors they just often weren't directed properly
2: are we going to see the other the not champions do you think oh my god you forgot about them.
1: No, I mean, we haven't even talked about the possibility of dealing with the past. How much does this game deal with the past of Breath of the Wild 100 years ago, much less the right now? What do you think, Crystal?
0: Hmm. If they do this like every other direct sequel, it will have a completely different cast. <laughs> but maybe they won't do that this time.
2: They'll bring back po- Popular Shark Boy, probably.
1: It's so hard to tell.
2: Um, What was I going to say? Oh, my other th- thing that I thought was, this makes you think, you know, did the incident 10,000 years ago, was it actually against Ganondorf the man? And was that just simply forgotten through the course of time? Or is it possible that the incident that sealed Ganondorf took place even prior to that and the people of the 10,000 years may not have even been aware that there was a Gandorf the man, that was sealed beyond the Calamity.
1: Oh, are you, are you suggesting that the war with the Calamity, assuming that the blood of the goddess knew what was actually happening, wasn't actually about sealing away the Calamity on its own? It was supposed to be about sealing away the Calamity inside Ganondorf. Possibly. Who but was possibly. already sealed away. Right. <laughs> and it's like, he's sealed away, but his power keeps getting out and killing everyone.
2: Right. But it is also possible that they weren't aware that there was a dude where the collab- the origin of the-, the malice. I don't know. It's all possible at this point. I do like the idea of something being forgotten. And this would also possibly place the Zonai a good few generations before, and already being active before the 10,000 years. I don't know.
1: I'm excited.
2: This is exciting.
1: It's exciting. You all right over there, Crystal? Yeah. It's been a pretty long episode, hasn't it? Just for talking about uh, a <laughs> one minute and 30 second trailer. Yeah. Game explain ain't got shit on us.
2: <laughs> Whew. What else has been discussed? Let's see. I think we've discussed the Twilight enough. I think we've discussed the whole Ganon was the hero thing.
1: We've discussed the possibilities of where the story could be going. God, this game, this sequel is what I wanted out of the Champion's Ballad. Only they'd made a whole game out of it.
2: And they gave you Ganondorf.
1: They made this just for me.
2: They also made it just for me.
1: Yeah, because Zelda and Link are traveling together. That part's just for you, but you already got something like that. You already got a game that's canonically framing Z-Link in a much more explicit way than this one is so far. This, this Ganondorf return after 13 years where we get a teaser trailer where it's like, no fools, the true evil was deeper and it is shaped like a man. That's just for me. That's just for Cameron.
2: They read your your letter.
1: They read my letter.
2: (laughs) Or your tweets, I suppose.
1: They listened to the podcast. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: You know, maybe in the previous game we fought... Man drag Ganon, and now we're gonna fight Ganondorf Dragmire.
2: Yeah, I I'm totally okay with the thought that there is a second Ganon that um he dies in a lot of the the branches of the timeline. However, they another one comes and emerges. That's totally okay to me. I think it still works with. With um, our timeline.
0: I
1: really love the idea that Ganondorf is so evil that the evil radiating off of him will, like, spiral off into its own sapient being.
0: Yeah, that's a pretty cool
2: thing.
1: It's just such a cool idea. I accidentally went to Ganon school
0: twice. Now I'm two Ganons. Yeah. (laughs) What is that referencing? Uh, The
1: classic Chris Straub comic, Two Cops. Oh. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, right. Have we gotten everything we can out of the teaser for now? I, think, I so. think so. Should we take a little bit of time with, like, reader mail or something? Yeah.
2: Readers, readers, listeners, please please share with us your thoughts and feelings about this teaser trailer.
1: We may not be able to get around to reading your thoughts on air, but we do love seeing them.
2: We do read them, yes.
1: Um. So, due to scheduling circumstances and also other problems with me personally because i'm a jackass uh i haven't actually finished editing the list episode yet and we does it make sense to put this episode up before the list episode Uh uh-huh i'm asking maybe chris yeah chris it's topical it is topical so i I, i'll prioritize editing this one first yeah so we'll try and get that up on monday
0: uh let's see some emails
1: emails
2: where can people send us questions
0: well, that's book of
1: Medora podcast at gmail.com. That is book of Medora podcast at gmail.com. We uh we that's... got in some more emails. Yeah, we keep getting more emails.
2: Yay! Hmm.
0: Which one should we read? You tell me, boss. Chacal Draconis writes in, "Hello, cast. What if anything does the Book of Medora crew make of the golden light that shines from Malin Gall?" Malan Gannon's Eyes. At first, I thought this could be the light of Hylia's power, as we learn at the end of Breath of the Wild, Zelda has been within Gannon's cocoon for the last hundred years. But in, say, the shot when you first approach the castle, and the Malus Gannon is swirling around before the golden light forces him to pull back, the light comes from the throne room, where the cocoon is, yet the Malus Gannon's eyes are still shining with golden power. Calamity Gannon, in spider form, has red glowing eyes but Dark Beast Ganon seems to possibly have Golden Eyes again. Certainly the mass of eyes looking out from his ripped open back at the end all glow yellow. This is even after Zelda finally breaks free, during her face-to-face showdown with both Dark Beast Ganon and Malice Ganon, when both the power of Hylia and the Triforce are definitely no longer within him. And to a lesser extent, the various Eyes of Malice found throughout Breath of the Wild all have Golden Eyes as well. Has Ganon become so powerful, so ingrained into the very fabric of the world, that he has become a fourth golden goddess? Or if not all that way, is it going down that line?
2: This is a very timely email. I mean, not the main question, but just the discussion of eyes.
1: What's your read? Yeah, what's up with his eyes? (laughs) What's your read, Crystal? Mm.
0: I don't know if Ganon could be considered uh, as part of the group of the clique of the golden goddesses but certainly i think he is as close to them as you're gonna get i could read that
2: to me i was really baffled by the golden eyes actually because i i logic that as being zelda until the the scene came up and it's like oh no zelda's not anywhere near there so (laughs) i don't have an answer
1: ganon has golden eyes in ocarina of time
2: yeah but like golden glowing eyes
1: even then like, his eyes glowing golden is just a thing in several incarnations.
2: Yeah, but they weren't like flashlight Granted. beams.
1: But I think that this new trailer has given <laughs> us a different possible answer to this. Yes. Ganondorf is looking out from inside.
2: Yeah. Definitely with the malice eyeballs.
1: Especially the malice eyeballs.
2: But the larger beast Ganon, or malice Ganon, I, I hate to say this, but I think it's an artistic effect.
1: Oh, okay. But I'm going to say that it's because Ganondorf. Ganondorf cool. is looking out through the eyes of the Malice that are inside Dark Beast Ganon. Okay. This game is now about drone warfare, and the Calamity Ganon is a really big, really <laughs> infectious drone. What? Yeah. What do you say, Crystal? Is this how dr- about drone warfare arms races? So there's Ganondorf deep underground, and his Malice
0: takes on its own consciousness... To become the Calamity Ganon, and the Calamity Ganon controls the Guardians. There's a few layers of abstraction
1: here. Yeah, he stole the keys with something that he had already made the keys for, I guess. Call of Duty is nonsense. (laughs) Sure is. Sure is.
2: Next question.
1: Crystal, you sound tired. Yeah. Do you want to go ahead and call it? Answer an email more or two. Okay.
2: What's this accursed timeline one?
1: would it be okay if i read that one crystal yeah you can read that one scott writes in hi i'm a new listener to all podcasts and i'm really loving yours so far as a huge fan of the zelda series and its lore i was surprised to be actually learning new things oh i just finished the ocarina of time episodes and was blown away by the accursed timeline theory i'd love to hear some more thoughts on that and i'm not sure if you do so in future episodes or not theory aside, I think it's safe to say that the time split is actually a huge missing piece of the current canonical understanding of the timeline. Anyways, I love your show and thank you. Well, thank you, Scott. That's very kind. I agree that (laughs) the timeline split is a big gap in the current canonical understanding of the Zelda Timeline.
0: We do end up. We should enjoy the accursed timeline while it lasts, because this game is going to blow it up. It no, we
2: could... will stand the test. Um, I have faith.
1: We might stand the test, but like the whole principle behind the Book of Medora isn't so much about trying to preserve certain ideas. True. It's about taking what's given to us and seeing how that changes our understanding. Yeah.
2: If anything, we yes. will just reshape everything. Yeah.
1: I, we'll rewrite the timeline if we have to. Totally.
2: Totally, because that's
1: what a good timeline does in a series like this one. It's adaptive fanfic.
2: Um, we do end up talking more about the Curse of Timeline, and whenever we stop freaking out about the teaser trailer, we will we will get to our timeline episodes. Yeah, that
1: will be in a week or two.
2: More than that, because of the airing of the list episode. After oh no,
1: I mean I, I mean the recording. Oh yeah, the recording will be a week or two after this recording. But yeah, it's. Uh... Oh man, I, I've really enjoyed making the uh, cursed timeline with you two. It's 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 been really it's been special, you know. It was a good feeling to have my understanding
0: of the timeline blown up, just exploded. I'm excited for that to happen again.
1: Oh man, that's gonna be so cool. Uh, every time we do that to each other—that we just present these ideas that like completely challenge our understandings of the text—that's that's one of the most fun things about this podcast for me.
2: I was just revisiting the time when we talked about how *A Link Between Worlds* is the sequel or takes place directly after *Twilight Princess*. Yeah. To this morning, that was good times.
1: It was like I I remember poo pooing it the last time that it was brought up. I think it might have been in a mailbag episode. But now that we, like, re-litigated it between the two of us and brought up how neatly it explains the problem of the Triforce in Link Between Worlds, it's like, oh, right, yeah, this actually does make sense. Damn it.
2: There's a very sweet email labeled for Crystal.
0: Oh, for me? (laughs) Yeah. Mude writes in, how is it that Crystal manages to be the most calming element in the podcast? while simultaneously being the person most likely to push shenanigans as far as they will
1: possibly go. Thanks. Love the podcast.
2: Aw, thanks, Mude.
1: Thank you, Mude. <laughs> Crystal, why do you stir shit up so good while still <laughs> managing to sound so calm about
2: that it? That is a question.
1: Dialectics. <laughs> Dialectics.
0: <laughs> Hegel. Goddamn. <laughs> Intelligence is the strength of wisdom. Is, mm, that is a sentence that somebody said. Or malice is the strength of power, Ganondorf dragon.
2: <laughs> Fuck. I I I think at least partially. Cameron and I are always trying to bite each other's heads off. Crystal has a much more dignified approach.
1: I'm dignified. Would you? It used to be that I was considered the calm one on the podcast, right? That that used to be a thing. Yes. I, I was the I was the I was the, uh, the straight laced one in the duo when the duo was a thing. Mm-hmm.
2: I'm sorry, I've sh- shaken up this uh, this setup.
1: No, I think I think it's been for to the strength of the podcast. But yeah, yeah, Crystal is very quietly an agent of chaos, like nobody would ever believe uh-huh. unless they actually like spent time talking to her. If any of us were going to bring down a country, it would be her. <sighs> I talk about which it. country shall I bring down? This one, Canada. <laughs> Well, okay, you can start with the United States if you want, but Canada better be on that list somewhere. Okay. We'll help. We'll help. Everything's easier when you've got friends, shall we call it? Let's call it. Let's call it. Woo! Crystal, where Cameron- can... Oh, I'm sorry, go ahead.
0: Oh, you can find me at Arcane Crystal. You can uh, also find me at patreon.com slash Crystal.
1: Crystal, if I'm one of your super patrons on patreon.com slash arcane crystal what can I get out of it? I will read your name at the end of the podcast no Ooh. shit that's pretty cool you want to hear a Zelda joke? I'm real tired <laughs> so I can't I can't defend myself against it
2: yay joke I'll we'll also send Cameron twitter questions at cam writer
1: yeah 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 um, hmm.
2: we're like slowly unraveling
0: knock knock who's there? interrupting romani cow
2: interrupting romani cow moo
1: ah Ah. all right well we do we're going to do another episode for the sequel to breath of the wild aren't we yeah it comes
2: out and we play it yeah
1: it might be years from now monica thinks 2020 i think 2021
2: oh we forgot to talk about that but
1: oh it's 2022 (laughs) y'all all right come on well I think that it's actually closer to being prepared than that because they don't give us in-engine cutscenes until a lot of stuff has been finalized and character designs being finalized is pretty close to the last things that they do before the cleanup process.
2: Shall we do a bet? What? Bet, they give us bet.
1: in in in-engine cutscenes in 2014. No, they didn't. That was completely pre-rendered. No.
2: Bet, bet, bet. Monica
1: wants a bet. What are we betting, Monica? A donut. A donut. I have a better idea. Let us bet our dignity.
2: What? I don't bet my dignity. No,
1: that's all that you can bet. Your pride. No, donut. And that's what we'll put up for this. Donut. Whether it comes out in 2020, 2021, or 2022, that is the risk that we'll take.
2: And it's nobody wins if it's 2019 or 2023 or whatever.
1: Right. Okay. In which case we all lose. And that'll be that. Good night, everybody.
2: Good night.
1: Night.